0: Welcome, fearless listeners, to Thrive and Aligned Healing, the podcast, where two renegades are on a mission to shake up the systems, blending the wisdom of a naturopathic doctor and the expertise of a mental performance coach. That's right.
1: We're here to dive deep into the realms of mindset, the body, and the powerful connection between the mind and body. Get ready to explore unconventional approaches, challenge conventional thinking, and embark on a journey towards holistic well-being.
0: I'm Carmen Jones, naturopathic doctor and advocate for unleashing the body's innate healing powers. And joining me is the incredible Kimberly Jarman, mental performance coach extraordinaire, armed with strategies to optimize your mind for peak performance. Together,
1: we're breaking down barriers and bridging the gap between the physical and mental realms. Whether you're seeking to enhance your performance, overcome obstacles, or simply thrive in every aspect of your life, this is the podcast for
0: you. So buckle up, because we're about to challenge the status quo, question the norms, and guide you on a journey towards a life of alignment, resilience, and ultimate vitality.
1: Thriving Align Healing is not just a podcast, guys. It's a movement. Get ready to transform your mindset, unlock your body's potential, and embark on a revolutionary path to holistic well-being. Hello, friends. It's been a while. We took a break. Um, I took a sabbatical. We took a sabbatical. Um, We are back and we are happy to be back with you guys. Um, We appreciate you guys, all of our listeners so very much. And we want to say hi to our new listeners. Um, This new episode is 156 and we're going to talk about perfection and progress and progress over perfection.
0: Yeah, so um framing it a little bit for us today is um, I've been hearing this phrase a lot and it really resonated with me. So I wanted to talk about it today because oftentimes we get caught in this. We want to be at a certain place, right? Oh, especially with our health, we want to be that, you know, 10 30 you know pounds lighter we want to have already lost that weight we want to have already like um have that endurance and stamina so that we can um compete and run those marathons right i have folks that i work with are smokers and they want to stop smoking they just want to be done (laughs) with that um uh journey and um i think when we slow down and look at um and appreciate that uh progress That as we move along towards those goals and we celebrate those wins, right? We have a tendency, uh, or what I see a lot is sometimes people will experience improvement and they kind of minimize those changes, right? Like they minimize that progress um, for whatever reason, Um, right? Their family uh, makes comments over the holidays, right? (laughs) Or they're um, and says, oh, well, you know, you're. You haven't stopped smoking yet. You haven't, you know, like lost that weight yet, you know, like, um, and recognizing that it is a journey. Yeah. And uh, setting ourselves up for success by celebrating those wins along the way um, really helps us to solidify those lifestyle changes, right? Because when we are working towards a goal, especially in healthcare uh, or with our health and well-being, it's often it's a lifestyle change, right? Um, And those we've talked about before how like those little changes add up um, over time. But when you celebrate those little that progress and those wins, you're really solidifying of like, Oh, yeah, I am headed the right direction. And, um, you know, trusting the process that it may not if we're reaching that, if that goal is that perfection state, right, that we hold in our mind, um, then um, we will get there, right? Um, It just, uh, we build on that as we go. So why do you think that
1: we get so attached to the end result?
0: Um, I think we create this vision in our head of what the end result will be. Right? It's this, in my mind, I translate it as, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. <laughs> it's something that we're not living in that state now, right? And we take cues from the world around us, right? Like we take cues from media, from television, from social media, of what it's going to be like when we accomplish this goal, right? Like how my life is going to be so different if I lose this 30 pounds, right? What I'm going to look like and feel like when I stop doing X, Y, Z, right? Um, and whether that's true or not, we've created this idea of what it's going to be like, right? So everybody wants to be and feel in that state. They don't want to, it's, it's, it's hard to go through rough patches, right? Yeah, those challenges are, they're hard, right? Um, And, If we back down from that difficulty, it's hard to get to that end goal. But so oftentimes when we get to the end goal, we don't realize it opens up a whole new situation for us. Right. So I have um, a patient that um, she was having a lot of her journey started with hormone changes. Um, She's in her mid 30s. Um, and she had a hysterectomy, and her hormones went crazy. And that's why she initially, initially came to me. But one of the things she wanted to work on um, was weight loss, right? And her goal weight at that time um, was like 145. And when I met with her a couple of weeks ago, she was like, I'm at 142 and I was looking at my notes and I was like, oh, this was our goal weight, right? This is what you were working towards. And she was like, yeah, because I never thought I would get there. And now that I'm here, she's at 142. She's like, well, you know, I, I feel so much better, but now I want to go further. Right. So we don't realize what it's like until we're, until we achieve that goal, until we get there.
1: Yeah. I want to break it down from like a um a coach perspective a mindset perspective um if we dig a little bit deeper like you were talking about we have this idea of how it's going to be when we get there and what really it is is we have an idea of what we're going to feel like when we get there and that's what we're chasing and when we get there we only feel that for kind of less than an hour or less. I mean, I don't have any data to back that. I probably could find some. Um, but it, then it creates the goal post syndrome, right? Where the goal post then moves again. Just okay. like your client, your patient, right? Like your yes. goal was 145, we hit 145. We thought 145, we were going to feel certain ways for the rest of our life and we felt that way for an hour, so then we moved the goal post on ourselves and like, well, actually i need to lose more weight mm-hmm. right because we're chasing the feeling yeah and so it'll always be a constant chase because that feeling is only going to exist like if we look at it from a neuro how long do you, like when you get a dopamine hit or a serotonin hit how long does that hit
0: last so technically those neurotransmitters actually um they have a very short half-life um anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes <laughs>
1: Yeah. So we're looking looking for less than an hour, right? Yeah. Like you're going to get that hit. I accomplished this. And then by the time the hour is over with, we're like back to feeling what you kind of normally do every day. Right. Right. Um. So I think that's why looking at this from how you started the podcast of like progress and perfection, like, I think they're just two very different things. Like perfection is like a whole nother can of worms. Like, Cause it's like this idea of like, when I reach all my goals, I don't think that we have this thought, like my life is going to be perfect. Right. Right. But we have this thought that like my life will be better. It'll be easier. It'll be more peaceful. It'll be more calm. You know, I will enjoy it more. Right. Well, what I just described True. were all emotional states. True. Right. Um, and so, If we're actually going to, I think we got to get really clear on why we are setting the goal, right? Is the goal setting because we need it? Yeah. Right? Um, I need to lose 45 pounds. Well, why do you need to lose 45 pounds? And most people will give you like the high level answer, right? Like, so my health, right? But like, if we dig deeper, like, no, why do you need to, right? It's like, oh, so I can like myself more right? Um, it becomes a very codependent relationship, which is an unhealthy relationship. Okay? okay. So then we have this goal that we have a codependency on because we need it or we should be doing it mm-hmm. or like we have to do it, right? Because this goal is going to mean something about me. Like I've been very mm-hmm. honest and transparent with like my goals and like mine typically your money, like hitting 100k or a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And if you get real granular on it. It's like, well, if I when I hit 100k, then I have a validation that I can do it. And I'm a good coach. And I'm legit, etc. Because, yeah. you know, um, and that is a codependent relationship, because I'm waiting for the goal to validate me as a human, what is going to make me mean as a human, right? So that's what I'm talking about, we got to get really clear, because goals should be chosen out of desire. Yeah. just because you want it. Right? Like, I desire this. So that's why it's my goal. Because then it sets you up for a healthy relationship. So you take it in the context, I actually do a whole talk on this of when we set a, like, look at relationships, okay? Yeah. when Have you ever dated someone that the relationship was like, not very healthy, and they were really needy? Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that relationship.
0: Um, so it's one of the uh uh, it's a project Mm -hmm. right yeah um at the time i didn't recognize it as a project relationship Mm -hmm. right at the time i mean there was some attraction there but it was somebody who we were definitely not quite on the same page so i can say it wasn't a healthy relationship but i that younger person in me wanted to fix his situation i wanted yeah um to be that support for him um and i was a pretty good support for him but it turned out that's not what he needed
1: <laughs> and think about like that okay think about that needy relationship yeah. like think about did it become burdensome did you like look forward to spending time with them did you look forward to talking with them or was it like this like i kind of just want to avoid you and like i don't want to have to have this conversation again
0: and like yes yeah um it did because we would have the same conversation over and over again right like it was always he had a lot of um problems but it was always um that same problem and like i'm i'm a fixer i'm a planner right like i will brainstorm all day long and like try to create and problem solve like how can we address you know um this problem, but he was not in a place to hear any of those solutions. And so the conversation always revolved around that, you know, around that problem. And in the same sense, always revolved around him. Right. So after a while, you're right, it was not enjoyable. I did not yeah, enjoy spending time with him. Um, or yeah, at all, it just wasn't working.
1: Okay, so when we create goals from need, That's the type of relationship we have with the goal. We don't want to spend time with it. We avoid it. It's hard. It's unenjoyable, right? We find ourselves quietly quitting or ghosting, right? right? So when we can set goals from a place of desire, think about a partner that you desire to be around. You want to spend time with them you want to do adventurous things you want to try things you want to go have fun you want to have had different conversations right when we set a goal from desire that's the relation we set up with it right so the reason i had to kind of like set the groundwork on that is because when we can set get clean on why we have the goal we have right then we go into, I'm clean on it, it's from desire, right? Right. Um, Then we can go into, all right, it's about progress, progress, not the end result. So I wanna be with my goal, I wanna spend time with my goal, I wanna like, I wanna enjoy the process. But then, how do I say this? Because we are humans and we have access to so much education at this point, like we now have the ability to brain hack. And we know that our brain and our primal brain are wired to utilize as little energy as possible, seek pleasure, and avoid pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if we take that whole concept, the motivational triad, and we apply it to goals, so progress, if we are not intentionally making our brain look at the wins and the progress every day, it will not do that what it's going to look at is this is taking too long. This is too much work. This is too uncomfortable. Let's throw up some, like a lot of self doubt because what the brain wants you to do is it wants you to quit. It doesn't want to make changes. It doesn't want to put in extra effort. It doesn't want to do things that's outside of its normal routine. So it's going to focus on all the things that are not working, which do not create a biochemical motivational hit, right? It actually starts eating away at our motivation. So when we can look at progress or wins, whatever you want to call it, we have to intentionally choose today. I'm going to intentionally see where my progress is and where my wins are. And that way we can get intentional dopamine hits. Here was my goal. Like here's my big goal. I've broken it down. What is going to be progress for today? I set out, I accomplished it. I'm forcing my brain to look at that so i can get the intentional dopamine hit dopamine makes us feel good right yeah. it's a, that reward molecule which feeds desire which feeds motivation which feeds the energy to show up and do the next step or yeah. take the step again
0: right yeah um i love that breakdown because it, it uh it does it totally makes sense um and it gives us opportunity to use that um, neurochemical cascade that naturally happens intentionally, right? Yeah. Um, and I hadn't thought of goals as a codependence. So I, I like the way that you brought that up. Because you're right, right? If it's, if you're coming from a place of creating a goal, because you have to write air quotes, like somebody told you, um, that yeah um, this would be a good goal for you or you just pick it out of thin air like yeah i'd like that but you don't have that that desire and that why it does it can get overwhelming but it also becomes something that you could be like you ignore after a while or you ghost right you're like okay and then it's also not as painful if you don't reach that goal it's like oh well i wasn't really fully committed anyway right like it would have been a happy coincidence if i would have yeah um or if i yeah achieve that goal so you're not invested um as much if you don't outline or, or um uh show for yourself what that you know that desire and that why of why you're trying to accomplish that goal yeah um and using that our brain chemistry um, to create and like uh, consciously um, set up those intervals in which we can um, have those achievements right to to be working towards your larger goal but then that larger goal isn't always like hanging over you as if oh, well, I didn't hit that perfect number, that perfect picture what my goal is today. Right. Um, So then you're always getting that that motivation to move forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's one of those ways that um, that subtle difference makes all of the difference and um, makes those Uh, movements through those challenges, um, a lot more exciting. Right. And so instead of this, like showing up with this dread of, oh, you know, like, I said, I'm going to go to the gym four days a week. And here I am, you know, at the gym, and I don't really want to work out and you push yourself because yeah, you've like made that promise to yourself, but haven't found that desire of like, oh, I want to go right like this is, this is just one step in the progression to where I want to be instead of, yeah, it's very, it feels very different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that's why the whole point of this podcast was, is to talk about like, it really is about the progress. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to achieve goals, then you have to start training your brain to look at the progress, not constantly focused on the end result of the gold, which is, kind of that perfection right mm-hmm. or that i have to like a lot of times in the health and fitness world it's like well, like they set like 75 hard right like 75 hards built to where like you have to do a certain amount of tasks for 75 days and if you miss a day you have to start over again right it's right. that perfectionistic but like the question is why like why does it have to be like this perfectionist i have to do something every day because what it ends up setting up is like if you miss a day a lot of people are like well i completely failed then i have to start back on monday and it becomes this like start back monday mentality right Mm -hmm. and that iterates more and more failure more and and more and more lack of success right which just kills our motivation versus like I'm here. I'm playing the long game. Right. So who cares if I do 30 days of exercise in 30 days? Like what if I do 30 days of exercise in 45 or 60 days? That's 30 more days of exercise than I did before.
0: Exactly. Right. So there yeah.
1: is definitely progress. Right. And to celebrate the progress where a lot of us get hung up on, well, I didn't do 30 days of exercise in 30 days. So I failed. Right. Yeah. And you call co- and you totally throw out all of the Well, actually you did 27 days of exercise again that's more exercise than you did before like there is the win in and of itself
0: there exactly (laughs) um when we set us or when we set ourselves up for gosh if i so i create these goals on paper right um and you still find your desire but when we you can still find that desire um but when we have a tendency to be very strict around those goals of like okay i've i've got to get my 10,000 steps in today right um i've got to yeah drink my gallon of water um and we don't meet that goal right and not having that um flexibility or having that grace with ourselves be like I got more steps in than I did in yesterday, right? Or I got 10,000 steps in three, you know, uh, three 30 days in a row. And so I only made it to 8000 today, like, I will do better tomorrow, right? Like that this is that long game is like the things are going to add on um, those little changes add up. Because ultimately, when we're looking at creating a, a healthier Uh, well being um, as individuals right in our physical health and our spiritual mental and emotional health is that um, it's not we're going to get to those goals. But um, it's the the process to get there that's creating the groundwork right to open yourself up to other healthier choices.
1: right? For sure. Yeah, that's agree with looking at it for sure.
0: Yeah, because it's like actually you're
1: creating the habits and the and behavior patterns or skills we'll just use the word skills you're developing the skills and the habits that you can then compound on right to create
0: other success in other areas exactly you're giving your brain that fuel that evidence of hey look at all these things right like that i can accomplish um and you yeah can apply that to all aspects of our lives yeah so um when we're looking like you know when we zoom out and look at the big picture of um what creating that um or not create, uh, yeah, creating or understanding really like getting down to the whys and that desire of your goals, I think makes it easier to celebrate those progressions and those wins and, yeah, um, uh, start that cascade of changing those habits. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, that's kind of exciting to me. I think when we share that type of perspective, um, I mean, our goal is to, to, be motivating in itself um but to really evaluate like where we are um in our um progress with you know uh, achieving our optimal health what is that looking like for you do we need to reevaluate um to uh to assess more what is that desire and what is that why versus yeah just um putting something on a piece of paper and, you know, um, creating that goals out of kind of without the, without the homework, without the, you know, like the thought work, without that um, relationship building component, right? Because uh, ultimately, we're trying to build a relationship with ourselves, right? We, the more that we work against ourselves <laughs> and we work against our brain, the, the harder and the more challenging it is um, to create whatever we want in our life.
1: Yeah. I 1000% agree with that. That's what I got. You got anything else? I
0: don't. I think think that's a good start.
1: (laughs) Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Um, We're glad to be back. And we will see you in the next episode. And there you have it, our fearless listeners. Another episode of Thrive and Align Healing in the Books. We hope you're leaving with a mind
0: buzzing and a heart inspired. If you enjoy the wisdom shared today and want to stay connected, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback fuels our fire and helps spread the message of thriving and aligned healing.
1: Remember, this journey is about progress, guys, not perfection. Take the insights, implement them into your life, and watch the transformation unfold.
0: We're always here for you, whether you're navigating the intricate dance between mind and body or just seeking a little extra inspiration. Reach out to us on social media and let's continue this conversation beyond the podcast.
1: Until next time, my friends, keep shaking up those systems, embracing the power of mindset and fostering that incredible mind-body connection.